Hey, hey, good people. It is Jody Maynard of Fervor Voice. It is Thursday, July 13th. Haven't said the date in a while, have I? Anyway, I want to talk to you about something that I figured out one year past. Let's talk about focus because it's looking a little bit different. Let's do the work, y'all. Let's go. So I'm back so that we can talk about little things. That's a big thing called focus. Because without focus, there's no goal. Without a goal, there's no vision. And what are you doing? So in the very beginning, when I started this podcast, which was a little more at this point than one year past, this is my one year past series, and this will conclude the one year past series. But for this, I wanted to talk about something that has been very difficult for me, and that's been focused. After BJ had passed away, which at this point is coming up on a two-year anniversary, he passed away in September. It was very difficult for me to focus because everything drew back to him. Everything drew back to his childhood what happened with him. Everything, every question I could possibly have. Then there was a certain level of misunderstanding. There was guilt. There was this montage of feelings and emotions that just never stopped. They just never went away. And it was hard to focus because my mind wasn't clear. Now, is my mind clear now? I know it's clearer. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how far this thing goes, but I know it's definitely clearer. And having said that, the focus gets clearer. The things I want to do and the things that need to be done, long, long learning process. Things that just involve a lot of training. Good morning. Things that involve meditation, reading, journaling, all those things that I, you know, I normally mention that. And in doing so, I learned some things. And I learned some things about people. I learned some things about those that are around me. And I've always mentioned different scenarios, different situations that had to do with people. But the one that was most profound for me was the relationship and the true story of, the true testament of focus. Focus, you don't have the goals that set in place. You, how can you reach a goal if there's no focus? Without focus, there's really no vision. Because if you're not focused, you have no idea what's ahead. You have no idea what you truly want, what you can see that is not physically present. So when I think about this, I think about BJ's girlfriend. I think about her because at the time, I was so distraught and I was holding myself together the best way I could. And the best way I could came out a little angry sometimes, came out 
a little clingy sometimes. And I found myself clinging to her, just wanting to talk, just wanting to hear stories that would make me laugh and just to call and just to text. And, and I kept, kept drawing myself to her. Now, this is a, this is a pretty strong woman. <laughs> I didn't really realize it, but I understand 100% what he saw in her. I understand it completely. She's an amazing woman. And uh, but she's been through what I have been through. She has suffered the same loss I have suffered. But I didn't know that initially. All I knew was that this is the person I fell in love That's all I knew. All I knew is that she had compassion. All I knew was that when I asked her to speak, she said, it's funny that you asked me to speak because I prepared something. Now this is when we were handling the arrangements for his celebration because I didn't want a funeral. That's not who my son was. Strangely enough, we had a conversation about this when a family member's grandfather passed away. And we had this conversation about what we wanted. And it was both of the kids, and it was me, and it was Brian, and we were all on this virtual, we were attending a virtual service for this family member whose grandfather had passed away. And we talked about what we wanted. So it was pretty easy when um, BJ passed away, what, some four months later? Yeah, four months later, miraculously, right? So we knew what to do. And when she spoke, the words that she said were, hmm, I can't even describe, but the man that she described was truly the man that I knew my son could be. I didn't know that was the man he was though. <laughs> I knew that was the man that he could be. I couldn't believe the things that she had said and the words that she had spoken. And I knew that she meant it from the heart. And as time went on, as months went on and different things would happen and I would call her and talk to her about things and ask questions. And finally, she opened up and let me know that she had experienced the same thing. Well, then there was two layers because I was associating her with my son, number one. And not only that, I found her to be the only connection that I wanted because she had suffered the same loss as me. And I just didn't want to be around anybody else. I did have a, a couple friends that I, you know, really trusted and, and talked to. And, you know, we had our Wednesday Mexican night. We would go out to Mexican and throw back a margarita or two. And that was nice. But I still needed something else. And that something else was her, that something else was Portia. I, I needed that in my life. After a while, I noticed 
that there was more time spanning in between the time we were communicating. And it wasn't because I wasn't communicating, but it was just because I wasn't getting the same response. You know, we used to text or, you know, every morning, good morning, and I'll say some kind words, and then they started to be a little further between, you know, a couple times a week. Then it was here and there. And I said, you know what? I, I, I don't know what's going on. Let her do a thing though. She knows I love her. She knows where I am. I found out something that I was not prepared for. I found out Russia was making moves. She was making moves. She was making changes in her life. Now, changes that didn't come about easily because we all have our struggles. I mean, you know, she and my son lived together and they had established a unit, a family unit. And that whole schedule that she explained to me when we first went to the house and told her what had happened. Good morning and how that was all gonna come to a screeching halt, you know, literally, as a Monday. That wasn't gonna happen. You know, the uh, kids were gonna be kind of taken on in a, a different way. Schedule's gonna be taken on in a different way. So, yeah, there were, were just things that were gonna happen. They were gonna be much different than what they were used to what they've become accustomed to. And so I found myself, I found myself trying to fill in the gap. And did she ask me to? Never, never once. Christmas comes around, oh, I wanna make sure I do. EJ loves Christmas, I wanna make sure that I do. You know? Gratitude was there. I'm so grateful sweet. She never said, I need you to do that. I need you. It's always me saying that. Oh, well, you could have gone on you. Anything you need, just come. That's what I was saying. What I didn't understand was all those times that she had texted and talked to me and said certain things, she had a focus going on that I didn't realize. And that focus was getting herself on to the next step. She and BJ had made plans to do other things, to elevate. And she was focused on that. And she told me, I'm not gonna stop. There are things that we wanted it to do and I wanna do as many of them as I can. Now, was she able to do all of them? No, no. And did she stumble? She did. She did. But within a year and a half, career path change, a move, <laughs> better job. And I didn't help her do one thing, not one. 
but she did start severing the ties slowly but surely. Now, is she still in my life? Absolutely, absolutely. But in a way that's respectful to her and a relationship that she looks forward to having and is respectful to her healing and is respectful to the healing of her kids. That kind of a focus is difficult, especially during a grieving time. That period of grief where both of us were hurting and she knew what I was feeling because like I said, she'd experienced it. But she also knew how to put her own life into perspective, go ahead and go through what she needed to go through, go, grow from it, stay focused. Never once did she reach out for help from me. And it was focused. <laughs> and that's what I look at one year past. How you can kind of sit in it and stay there or you can get focused. When you're strong enough, move. Do what needs to be done. She got folks depending on her. <laughs> And she understood that, she realized that. So when I think about focus, I think about her. And now when I think about focus, I think about what needs to be done in order to get me to where I need to be. Because she's done what she needs to do. She's done it. She had no choice. Like I said, she's got the lives depending on her. My baby's grown. My other baby is ascended. So there's no life, no little life depending on me. Only life depending on me is me. And that's what that focus is all about. I would question my decisions. I would question the things that I was doing. And I still do sometimes. But at the end of the day, focus is what I rely on. It's Portia that I think about. It's also my daughter. My daughter's got that razor sharp focus thing going on too. But the similarities with having lost those are in place for the two of us. So it looks different because I say how do you put the pieces back together? And how do you get back on track? You strengthen. And then you realign. Then you get focused. And I'm saying you, you, you. Maybe I should just be saying I. So as I've strengthened, I've realigned. And I've gotten focused. Because without a focus, you can't have a goal. Without a goal, there's no vision. Without a vision, what am I doing? I ain't living. And one thing I have to say about that focus, that focus is scary around some folks. Because I mean, they do not, they do not want to follow that same track because it means, means one of a couple of things that I can think of right off the top of my head. It either means that they would need to do the work that is not fun all the time <laughs> and they have to hold themselves accountable 
And most people don't like to do that. They don't like accountability. This is why they can't stand the supervisor or what. They don't like accountability. Most people don't like accountability. It also means that you have to be honest about the complacency that you sat in. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But that's okay. Because your life is never going to be fully comfortable forever. That just doesn't happen. So here now at this point in my life, it's about focus. Because it's been so hard for me to nail something down and be focused. Because I haven't been clear myself. And I was just explaining to my daughter, God, it's been a it's been a long year and something. Just confusion, a cloud of confusion. The clouds are starting to clear. They're starting to clear. Just as I'm walking and I'm looking up and I see the sun coming out from behind the trees, it's that kind of effect where things are just getting clear. Clear enough, maybe not to see completely, but clear enough that I can make a way and start working on that focus. Because without focus, you can't have a goal. Without a goal, there's no vision. Without a vision, what are we doing? Without a vision, what are you doing? Without a vision, what am I doing? Let me help you. Nothing. (laughs) And I can't spend my life that way. Not at all. So that's my message. Focus. One year passed. There's been such a focus in the last week or so on the things that I need to do. And I'm not running from them. It's not a fight to make myself do it, make myself do it. It had been a fight. These stages come along. You travel on them. You accept them. You take it head on. And you just keep on moving one step at a time. Sometimes falling back, that's all good. Part of the process. Glad to have made this process in a public way where I'm able to speak about it, where I'm not ashamed of it, where I can be incorrect in my grammar and not worry about it, not go back and edit it out and say, oh no, I didn't. Nah. Just where I was, just where I was at that day. That was improper too, but (laughs) it's all good. That's my life and I'm living it the best way I can. This is my last one year past series focus. Time to move on. Still staying with the podcast? Yes. But that razor sharp focus, man, it's, yeah, it's coming together. It's coming together. That's all I have for you. It's Jody Maynard of Fervor Voice talking about focus, how important it is regardless of the setback, regardless of the grief. You strengthen and you can get back on. You see what you need to see and do what you need to do. Take care, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye.
would it be like me if I didn't do it? You know I'm going to do it. Back for the recap. You know I am. So I focused today on focus. And there was someone that was extremely important in that whole process. Somebody that had been through it. Somebody that knew what it was and what needed to happen. Sometimes we learn from people, I'll say all the time, we always learn from people that are so much younger than we are because they bring to the table kind of a fresh outlook. I wasn't expecting this. I was just expecting to just get through it the best way I can. I'm much older than you are, so I'm uh, just handle my thing the way I handle my thing but I have got to say without Portia that healing process would have looked different that focus on what needs to happen next that realization that there's still life that has to be lived and it's going to happen if you get in there and live that life that you were supposed to live, that you are destined to live, but it cannot happen without focus. And you are going to get knocked off your focus. You are going to get knocked on your butt time to time, maybe even more <laughs> than time, uh, time after time, maybe more than that, but it's going to happen. Take it with grace. Treat it as a learning experience. Treat it as it not happening again and if it does happen again then you know that it was a lesson that wasn't learned before even if you had already experienced it you can experience things experience things many times over and not learn from it but once you learn from it it simply never happens again so I'm thanking Portia for helping me to figure out what this thing really looks like because I didn't understand what she was doing. I'm not going to go point by point on this particular one. I need you to just listen to this particular one because it was so important that she moved through or navigated me through this whole thing and not letting me get caught up because she absolutely put up a barrier and said, no, I'm not going to let you get caught up in this. You have a life, I have a life, and we both need to live them. Thank you, Portia. And your bonus family. <laughs> I love you. And I appreciate you so much. You helped me through something I didn't even understand. And you were the first person that told me, listen, you're going to have to make it clear what you can and cannot take right now. Otherwise, you're going to do some things other people don't understand. Thank you, baby. I love you. I love y'all too for listening. Thank you for staying with me. I'll be back with the next episode. Episode about identity. Coming up soon. See y'all later. Peace.